Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on. The dog's got to go. Away. He's Take snoring This is the podcast about film photography where we discuss a little more than just film photography. I'm Vanya. And I'm Eric. Hey guys, we basically made it through 2020, and while the number of the year is essentially arbitrary and nothing, absolutely nothing, will automatically change just because we add a digit, I guess it's something to celebrate, right? I mean, dumpster fire. Am I right? Anyway, on this, our very last show of the year, we'll be hearing from guests of episodes past, reviewing zines we've received as presents, and talking about plans of photography future. Get it? Wink. But first, Vanya, how the fucking hell are you? (laughs) I'm doing much better. I hurt my back last week and realized, like, oh shit. I'm getting old and... You're 37. You're not old. I know, but like, it's taking a little bit longer to, you know, heal myself, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I spent most of last week resting and kind of got sick of laying around. Uh, So I decided I'm going to pop some Advil, take it easy, and just kind of feel it out every day. And so far, it's been pretty good. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, you've... um. You being under the weather in some way, shape, or form has become a winter tradition for us, it seems. And it is an experience, not just for you, but for those around you. I know. I kind of got, I kind of got man flu-y. I, I mean, I, I don't know, you know. You, it, you, you do. It gets old and I really wanted to just like get up and go for a walk and roller skate or go surfing or swim or something. It's just, I can't, I can't lay around. It drives me insane. Yes. Uh, we also have a new addition in the family unit. Ooh. Yeah. So we have had a stray cat sleeping underneath our house for a while. I found a small hole and it has been lingering around our yard the past few weeks. I have tried to get it com- to get close to me, but no luck. It is scared. Uh, well, of course, Marley has been feeding it and has trained the cat to jump through her window. <laughs> <laughs> What could go wrong? (laughs) Yeah, right? So it would come and hang out with her uh, while she was in school because, you know, she has those awful Zoom calls basically all day long. Yeah. We ended up taking it to the vet just to make sure it wasn't chipped. And I also posted on Nextdoor, which means I had to get Nextdoor. And then... Isn't that the the weirdly racist neighborhood? I know. I'm trying my hardest not to really like super get in there. I just needed to like make a post and be done with it. It's an app full of Karens, but go on. (laughs) So um, no one has reached out and it looks like I am not only pug owners, but also I have a cat. (laughs) When you're getting a stray cat, it's always tempting to not name it just in case that the owner comes back or the cat leaves and naming it is sort of uh, giving in. Yes. So what happened? Did, did you, (laughs) did you name it? Did Marley name him? Well, it's Marley's cat. I told her that this is her responsibility. So she has to take care of it. Yeah. So she decided on the name Sigma, which is really funny because that's very photo related. (laughs) It is. Yeah, it is. Uh, But we've been calling her Siggy Stardust or Siggy for short. Siggy Stardust. (laughs) And, and that's an interesting name. That's, um, I wonder who who came up with that. (laughs) 
I did get a gift in the mail. I did not have that album on vinyl, so someone got it for me. Oh, what a nice fella to to, to <laughs> pick that uh, vinyl up for you and send it all the way yes. down to. Uh... Thank you, Eric. It was very helpful, and Marley. Yeah, it was. It was great. Okay. It's such a good album, and yeah. it's. Ugh, I love sharing music with Marley. It's been such. Ugh, so much fun. So, so importantly, what did Marley think of, of Ziggy Stardust, the album? Oh my God, she loved it. And so of course she's heard most of those songs before, but just putting it on and letting it play out and flipping it, ugh, love it. It's just a perfect album. Yeah, we decorated our tree and listened to the album. So it's like a Christmas album. And I think Bowie would really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it is a bright pink flocked tree because it's a tradition in our house to get... (laughs) The most annoying flock tree possible. And this one is bright. It's amazing. It is intense. It's a very intense tree. Yes. So most importantly, uh, Siggy is doing well and has basically taken over the house. As a cat is wont to do, yes. (laughs) She's very comfortable here. um, Or he, I'm sorry. He is very comfortable here. And uh, we're just happy that he's not alone outside anymore. It's a good thing. He did a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> so, how about you? What have you been up to, Eric? Yeah, well, it's um well, we've we've hit winter. Winter has hit us in full in full force now in Seattle. And rather than just sitting around and moping, well, rather than just sitting around and moping, <laughs> I have decided to start a winter project. And I'll, we're going to discuss this at some point in the upcoming episodes, maybe well, this yeah, one. more detail obviously. You know, um but I'm starting a winter project that's a, it's a large format project shooting around Seattle, and I'm really having a wonderful time doing it. But more importantly, I'm finally able to admit that I absolutely do not get or understand in any conceivable way Ilford FP4. I absolutely that's so can't. weird. I cannot get it. Seriously, it's beyond me. Also, <laughs> HP5 is fucking boring. Oh my god, don't be so mean. No, someone had to say it. It's like if you developed everything in D76. Okay, I'm being really, really harsh here, and I'm sorry. I, I'm really <laughs> no. HP five is great. Okay, the the problem here is probably me. It's something I need to work through, and I'm and I'm lashing out, and I'm sorry. It's been a day, so <laughs> cut me some slack. What I have fallen in love with, however, is Fomapan one hundred, which is a weird thing to kind of fall in love with. I don't think it loves me back, but I probably see. I didn't used to to get it either, but now I've been developing it in, in Foma Retro Special, which I'm pretty sure we did a um, a dev party on, and we're going to do yes. another one. Of course, damn it, because repetition, <laughs> and it looks all contrasty and all chunky, kind of like me. I really like it. But I'm also just kind of digging into X-ray film. I, I bought the equivalent of 800 sheets of 4x5 in X-ray <laughs> for 60 bucks, which is pretty much the going rate for X-ray film. Uh, you do have to cut it down yourself. That comes in 8x10 sheets. You cut it down. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on some episode this past year. So I'm just doing the greatest hits. But I got myself a dip and dunk tank, two of them, the Yankee ones, you know, with the little hangers that you dip into the dipping Yeah, things. you have to like pour like a gallon of developer in that, right? Half gallon. But yeah. Okay, yeah. uh, but I've also discovered that you can reuse uh, you can reuse Rodinol for a little bit. Not a problem. So that's kind of cool. Good old Rodinol. Uh, love Rodinol. I don't have room in the apartment, the apartment of windows, for a dark room. So what I what I've gotten myself is a dark tent, which is Ooh, essentially a child's a, tent. 
It's a dome tent. Okay. And uh, with armholes in it. That's so creepy. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's a child's tent with armholes. What? What's yeah. the problem? That so, is weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. And it's all black. And there's there's one little window. This is so weird. There's a little window for your eyes and a strap that goes around your head to strap your face onto this dark tent. And there's a little red light in there that you turn on and you can you can develop things under red light. Well, that's ridiculous. That's maybe the most ridiculous thing I could have ever possibly done in film photography. Okay? Oh my god, you have to take pictures of this? This is coming from the guy who doesn't get HP5. So, this is really ridiculous. There's like another Velcro thing you can pull over and, and, it, and it's, it covers it all up. And it's, it's pretty, it's, I guess it's light proof. I don't have any light leaks anyway. So I did. I developed 25 sheets of um, two different x-ray films, emulsions, I guess. I don't know. Which ones? Oh, Fuji and Ultra Cruise. Okay. There are lots of them out there, but those are the two main ones that most people use, and those are the ones that I have. Uh, We'll get into all of that probably at some point. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to finding out what you like better, honestly. I can't imagine that anybody's actually still producing x-ray film. There must be like a big cold stored warehouse somewhere in like, maybe in like the permafrost in like Norway where they keep like the seeds. Mm. Yeah. They probably have x-ray film there too. (laughs) It sounds like maybe you need to go bribe a kid for the secret ingredients in a tunnel underneath a bridge. You're making a reference that I'm not getting. (laughs) It's okay. I'm sorry. It was a Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh my God. This is the second Charlie and the Chocolate Factory reference you've made today. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. It's a Christmas movie, right? No, not even a little. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm very excited about all of these things. And at some point, we'll talk about them. You have a winter project that you're you're kind of kicking not kicking around, and you have some other projects that you're kicking around. Oh, I'm kicking around a lot of things. (laughs) You are, including me. Oh my gosh. He's so dramatic, you guys. Well, it is Christmas. Okay. I don't know why that requires a sympathetic moan, but okay. All right. So this is our favorite segment, at least mine. Is it? Uh, I think so. I love it. I don't know. I, I mean... Let's check the answering machine. What was the question? Okay. Well, the question this time around was, how has 2020 changed you as a photographer? Hmm. And we got a lot of similar answers, but also okay. a lot of like variation here as well, including, I think, one revelation, which is kind of cool. So nice. let's push the button, Vanya. <gasps> okay. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Eric and Vanya. This is Alex answering the question of how 2020 has changed me as a photographer. Uh, Well, other than the obvious in that I've started taking photographs on film again. And the main thing that it's changed in me is that before 2020, I was kind of looking at myself as uh, someone who traveled and took photos. But the photos were mainly for other people, whereas now I go out and take photographs for myself. 2020 has been a bit of a shit show, as everyone knows. Uh, so this is my time for me. This is my meditation. This is my mindfulness time. Um, this is the time where I can get out entirely on my own or with friends. I can develop film in quiet and I can uh, just spend time not thinking about what else is going on in the world. Yeah. Nice. That's a good one to start with. Well, 2020 is a bit of a shit show. Of course. But he came back to film, which is so rad. When also 
Welcome back. <laughs> yes, he will not be the last one we hear from that has come back to film this year. Well, I mean, there we've had a little bit more time on our hands, and I think you know, just being able to like focus in and go, okay, like I can do this. Yeah, again, did it before. Again, yeah. <laughs> it's just like shooting film. I had a print show in February, and that chapter closed in March with Darkroom. But I picked up a computer and a scanner, and I've moved over to zine making, and it's really changed the way that I take photos from thinking about strong individual subjects to subjects that are strong together. But photography's also changed 2020 for me because it's like an emergency third rail that keeps me powered and on track when things are difficult. Okay. Okay. That is such a good, solid point because when you're somewhere and you're like, I don't really, maybe you don't really see like a image that is just making a point or, you know, it's extremely important, but it might tell a larger story. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Sometimes Robert says things that you get and I don't. I mean, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 2020 is like his emergency third rail that keeps him going. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I know what a third rail is. I'm not sure what an emergency third rail is, which is kind of fun. I like the idea of an emergency third rail. His metaphors are always really fun. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know all of those words. I'm not sure what any of them mean in this context. And it's, it really makes my day. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. Thank Robert's you. been oh, great. And He's been here huge... from like day one. Yeah. 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 And always leaving messages for us. Yeah. And- kind of helping us along too so he's been a great help really just like like a fucking inspiration honestly yeah 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 his zines have been incredible so (laughs) yeah his zines have been really really amazing ancillary adams here and 2020 has definitely screwed up pretty much my whole entire uh, workflow um at the beginning of the year i did some personal family portraits uh, at the start of the pandemic basically my grandfather had cancer and it was basically in terminal and so at the time we were still doing good and i wanted to document as many members of my family as possible not knowing the severity of this the oncoming uh pandemic so i was able to get those done and then about halfway through summer is when my grandfather passed And he's been a very large influence in my photography. So with that loss, it was pretty tough. And pretty much for the last few months, I've been in a major depression and really haven't done any work since. This year has been rough for a lot of people, including myself. I've been struggling. And if it wasn't for this podcast, (laughs) I'd probably crawl into my room and never come out for a while. So... I can understand that. I think it's taken a lot of us to the breaking point and then a lot of people adding family members to that who have gotten sick or who have passed away. It's just like, how much more, how much more are we, uh, do we have to get through? It's been so rough for so much, so many people and um, just. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, just, it's, I know it's, it's cliche, uh, you know, to say, hang in there, but I mean, what else can we say as another person. Well, hope We're- that he picks up his camera or feels inspired to do something, one thing, just do one thing. And I, I seem to, sometimes I'll, you know, like I won't photograph or I won't post for days at a time. And I'm just like, mm, I don't really feel like doing anything. And yeah. I sometimes have to sit and wait for it to come back to me. 
Yeah. Uh, he's been, he posts quite a lot, actually. Um, he does. And I think that's probably a good thing for him. I'm, I'm assuming things. I'm sorry. But I think that I know for me, that connection really, really helps. And the connection to a lot of the friends that we have through the film community, it really helps. Mm-hmm. And with the passing of his grandfather, who was such a big influence on him photographically, I mean, once you're able to start shooting again, I think that your shooting and your photography will mean so much more to you because of that. Yeah. So I think so. Hang in there, you know, like the little kitten on the tree who absolutely did not fall off. Is it the tree or is it the like frog? The cat wasn't the cat wasn't attached to a frog. No, is it the cat no, was attached it was to like a, tree. a frog inside like a pelican, but he's like what strangling the pelican. No, I don't what the Oh, that's hell? never give up. I'm sorry, that was never give up. What the hell? <laughs> Going on. I actually gotten uh, a lot of chances to go take photos. I'm organizing them all into zines. I've been struggling for time to do that and to print photos too. But I, when I do my photography, I do it mostly for myself, honestly, because I'm just so young that like posting and getting recognition and that stuff is just not something like, you know, I'm only I'm 15. It's almost 16. It's not like I could get any of this stuff into like, uh, exhibitions yet. Um, really the only thing I've been doing extra is taking photos at my school, running with my brother on my, um, Ansco memo. It's, uh, from 1927, basically the first widespread 35 millimeter camera. And it's pretty great. The memo itself is quite a odd camera. If you go look it up, barely looks like a camera. Most of the people I take photos of, they don't even know it's a camera. They're just bewildered, you know? Uh, I usually shoot wide open. Because I always shoot on like 50 ISO old film. I got a ton of bulk film from Leaves of Glass. Uh, thanks again for that, man. Now, have you ever seen an Ansco memo? I'm looking at one right now. They are a wonderful, wonderful 35 millimeter camera that really doesn't take cartridges. It takes, I guess, like you said, bulk film, probably not a, a large roll of it, maybe a 25 foot roll or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's so cool. I've wanted one for years, and I've just, ne- for some reason, just never gotten around to it. It's kind of like a cyclopsy camera. It's a bizarre looking, yeah, it looks like a skinny TLR. Yeah, it's so sick. Yeah. Also, Warren, you are kind of killing it. You are already building, like, a huge amount of photos, obviously, and you're shooting with this old camera. I mean... Yes, yes. So what? You're 15. Who cares? I do this. I mean, I say this to my daughter, too. She's 13. Like, don't ever limit or stop yourself because of your age. Yeah. I mean, now I'm saying that to myself because I'm like, oh, washed up. (laughs) Back all broken. Basically a grandma. Basically. But yeah, that's amazing. And the Ansco memo is now my new obsession. (laughs) It's maybe the second coolest 35 millimeter camera ever made. It is so rad. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, hello, my name is Or and I'm from Israel. I think that the biggest change for me this year was doing my first zine, which had a huge impact on my photography and the way I take photos. And it has to do like 90% because of this podcast. So thank you very much, Eric and Vanya. You really made a change for me. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We will be reviewing that zine at the end of the episode. But Or has been... I'm blown away. I'm like, what? (laughs) I know that the first time Or messaged me, I think I it went to like that that mystery 
folder. Oh, I hate that because then I lose, like, yeah. I lose messages. And I lo- I'm pretty sure I lost it. And then, like, one of the messages that he left in one of the episodes recently, it got cut off because of some bizarre malfunction that I had in my brain. Uh, I lost a few messages that way. And I always feel like we're, we're somehow shortchanging or, and I don't know why I feel that way. But I really do. I mean, I apologize. But honestly, if your zine is coming out of this shortchanging, maybe it was for the better. Thank you for for listening. And thank you for being there. 2020 has been quite an amazing year, photography-wise, for me. Um, with the start of lockdown, I went through several years of unprocessed photos and started uploading one a day to Flickr um, and discovered I had some amazing photos I didn't realize I'd taken. I got into film photography, which is how I found out about this podcast and learned a whole bunch more. I learned how to make zines and I made my first zines for the first time. So 2020 has been an amazing year and I hope 2021 will continue that. All the best, guys. Thank you. Oh my God. (laughs) It just makes me so excited. (laughs) This year has been like the first year for zines for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's really, really wonderful. That's really wonderful. It is. It's very cool. I mean, we obviously appreciate all of our listeners and you guys making zines creating has made us even more motivated to, you know, record and create as well. And it's such a good, I just love this community so much. I really do. It's wonderful. Don't mind me. I'm just sliding into the answering machine here. Um, How did 2020 change me as a photographer? Well, the honest truth is it didn't actually. And it sucks. And it's terrible. But that's the truth. Given the situation we all found ourselves in, I found it really difficult to get myself out there. And this isn't to say that I didn't pick up a camera throughout the year or anything like that. Of course not. I did the whole, you know, photographing family and those with whom I was living with. But I'm not sure this is answering the question, but I did not grow as a photographer this year. I did not go out of my creative comfort zone. And at first I felt really shitty about that. But you know what I did do? I revisited a lot of my previous work. I displaced a family of raccoons when I decided to organize the mess that was my negative box. And I printed a lot. And I gifted prints like it was nobody's business. Which was new for me because sadly a majority of my work lives on the gram. So I guess in that regard, 2020 changed me into a photographer who is more focused on the tangible result of her work. I like that. A lot, actually. Yeah. I love seeing that in people where they they kind of have that revelation. You know, she's she's understanding that photos are not just Instagram things. I mean, we all know that, but kind of like yeah. really realizing it, like, oh, holy shit. Well, and gifting is, is it feels good. Oh my God, it feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, family of raccoons? Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. What's up with these raccoons though? <laughs> did they, did they find their home? Oh, so it's Christmas. I don't know, but uh, like, I mean, maybe they're under my house. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Marley's going to adopt them. There's other David Bowie albums you could name them after. <laughs> no, we could just have like a whole. This is oh my gosh, a whole collection. <laughs> this is Aladdin Sane. <laughs> well, I'm I'm picturing raccoons jumping on each other's backs, you know, and like making like <laughs> so they can reach her window. Oh my oh gosh, my it's so adorable. Oh. <laughs> Please let us know if they're okay. As a photographer, 2020 has changed me in a way where each moment is so special because each day isn't guaranteed. So with that being present, yet also admiring the scenery around you through capturing a moment that you can hold on to for the rest of your life is something that makes this experience of chaos and weirdness ever more special and worth it. 
where you can look back at history in 2020 and reflect upon the time that we spent in isolation and quarantine, wearing masks six feet apart, and to recognize that in the end of the day, that life continued on in a manner that we were all able to experience through the art of photography. Yeah, that was so beautiful. <laughs> we- it really was. <laughs> I think I, I'm I'm wondering if I'll be able to do that with my photos since I don't do a lot of like documenting really. Will I be able to look at my photos from 2020 and, and be able to tell like, oh, we were, you know, it was the plague days. Will that be a thing in mine? I don't know that it will be. And I'm wondering if I'm missing something. I kind of feel like it's doesn't even necessarily have to be about the plague days. It doesn't have to be a picture of someone in a mask. It, sure. it, it just happens to be on that date. And I think it's going to take several years for us to kind of like get out of this and go back. Like, I don't think there's going to be this like instant change. I think we've changed as I people, think, yeah, just like how have. people have changed during like war times and g- the Great Depression and the, you know, the, what was it? The, the thing people complained about forever. That does not narrow it down. So I, I don't I don't necessarily think it really has to do with just like a picture showing quarantine necessarily. It right. could be a lot of things. I actually explain that a lot when people ask me about my tattoos. Okay. <laughs> because they'll be like, well, what does this mean? I'm like, well, I mean, I could tell you my life story if you would like, but is it really necessary? And it's not even about the tattoo and what it is. It's the time that I got the tattoo. Yeah. And I can remember those times. That's true. I mean, I'll remember the photos that I took, you know, over the summer and in and, and, and the fall. I mean, those are two trips that were kind of wedged in between um, <laughs> our imaginations of COVID kind of going away for a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, basically, the, the pictures you've taken for the last six years look like you've been in quarantine for a very long time. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Kind of have been. I'll blink twice if I'm not okay. Hey, Vanya and Eric, Bill 2 here. I've branched out to photograph of instant, a whole lot more pinhole, and for the first time, large format. At the same time, I'm less concerned about format, including that I've shot a lot more digital this year than I normally would. I've photographed with a group for the first time, and I actually really enjoyed it. I made my first zine, recorded a podcast. I've rediscovered my own city. Photography has become bigger in my life in 2020, and yet I feel less pressure about it. It's been a horrible year, ex- except for my photography. He's in Australia, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, they, like, got their shit together, like, much more quickly than we have or they have, have it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they haven't maybe had tighter quarantines than we did. Yeah. I mean, I can see that leading to you know him doing new formats, and it's great that he's getting in the large format, and it's also great that he uh, hasn't taken the large format and then just just turned up his nose at digital. It's it's he's well, you know, Bill, he's so well rounded and such a mm-hmm. sweet guy. And yeah. here's another person doing their first zine. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It and is. then the pinhole thing. Yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, and honestly, I don't get it. I can't, I can't grasp it yet. I'm not there, but I want to be because I see these pictures. I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can't do that. No, no, I can't. I've I've not even tried. I know that pinhole and me do not get along. Hi, Eric and Vanya. 2020 has been the year when I joined the ranks of those coming back to film. 
there were a few reasons for this, but I think most significantly, even before the pandemic, I'd sort of hit a wall with digital and just in general didn't feel inspired to go out and shoot for enjoyment. So with film, certainly there's been the things everyone says, slowing down and being more considerate. But the bigger thing has been learning to develop and just starting to print in the dark room. So now, end to end, I feel like there's some part of me in the images I'm making. I'm contributing and not just letting the camera and other technologies do all of the work. Being locked down created some motivation to get outdoors when and where it was safe to do so. But when it wasn't, it afforded me the time to learn these things, which has really reignited my joy of photography. Hope you're well. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, everything there. Every single thing. I really can relate to that. You know, having to be shut in made me really want to get out, especially when springtime happened. And then the other times when we had to be inside, it made me kind of figure out more ways that I could entertain myself inside, which would be, you know, mostly podcast and film stuff. So yeah, it was nice that he's he's taking advantage of everything that he's got. He seems like very thankful for all of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely more so than I am. Oh, and I really liked what he said that he's like putting more work, like w- with film photography, he's putting more of himself into it, not yeah. just, you know, relying on, you know, a digital camera or the machines to just do the work for him. And I appreciate that oh, yeah. very much. And so we come now to our final. Oh, cool. Hey, Vanya and Eric. First of all, uh, a little comment on betraying my last name. I am so used to people calling me Quaglino. I grew up in New Jersey, so it's, you know, it's normal. But, uh, if you want to know the Italian pronunciation, it's Quaglino. The G-L-I is Yi in, in, in Italian. But, uh, so, not hating you guys. They're not hating you, Vanya. But I wanted to thank you. I listened to your episode and the review and you guys made my day. I'm, honored first of all and happy you guys have been you know you know great company when i was sad but especially in the last year year and a half i always listen to you with you know a big ass smile fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh Are you crying? I feel so bad. I mean, his zine was amazing. So I'm glad that I, I mean, I will butcher your last name, but I will say nice things about your zine. (laughs) You don't want to try it again? No. Okay. (laughs) Don't tell my dad. He'll be so mad at me. You, should, you of all people should have gotten his name. Oh, I know. I know. My dad speaks Italian and Spanish and kind of a little bit of English. <laughs> I should get him to call in. It's, oh, it's hilarious. You guys would love him. <laughs> Okay. okay, okay. So, I guess... Um, oh, God. I know. I guess we should kind of answer this ourselves. We're always so weird about answering these things ourselves. So I know. Me- we give our guests, like, what, 30 seconds, and then we I have this, like... This thing written out, it's long. Well, it's our podcast. <laughs> so if they, if they want to talk a really long time about things, they can have their own podcasts. <laughs> so, Vanya, how... Has 2020 changed you as a photographer? Uh, The podcast has to do with it, honestly. 
Okay. That's why my photography has changed. It was a lot has to do with the podcast. And it it's really neat because I'm hearing it from other people too. So um yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with all of you guys. Uh researching old photographers and talking to Eric and our listeners has changed how I look at photography. Flipping through old photo books and getting a new zine to review has been inspiring me and has made this year bearable. This podcast has changed my life in the most wonderful ways. And I'm so very grateful to Eric for doing this and putting up with me. Oh, that's that's, Uh, (laughs) honestly, that's the best Christmas present you could ever give me. Oh, good. Because I haven't gotten your Christmas present yet. (laughs) It's supposed to show up at some point. Don't know when. Sorry. (laughs) There's always Easter. (laughs) I feel I'm a teeny tiny bit more careful with my shots, composition, and development. I used to be a little bit more careless, perhaps. I feel like just because photography is or can be a hobby, it relieves some of the pressure. But I think I have been a little bit more critical in a positive way. Yeah. Not just like throwing it to the side, like, oh, look, this is just for fun. I'm just doing this. But more like being more precise with myself. Well, you you mentioned developing. And you say you've been a tiny bit more careful with developing. And I disagree. You've been, you are, you've become a very good developer. Well, I should be because we do a dev party every other week. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And you're good at, you're good. Practice, practice, (laughs) practice. Well, remember our first several dev parties where it was (laughs) film failure after film failure. How long has it been? Knock on yeah. wood, of course, but I mean, well, it's been a while. I was like, I'm pretty sure we're doing one tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a film failure. It, it will probably be a film failure, but that's <laughs> but a different... that's more of an emulsion failure. <laughs> yeah, that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> but no, it, it is definitely spread out. It was the last film failure I had. I was like, I can't believe I did this. This is ridiculous. I haven't done this in a year. You're, you've become very, very good at what you do. It's awesome to see that, because I was a little... We had developed together quite a bit before doing Dev Party. When Vanya came up with the idea, I was a little apprehensive, I guess, because you are, you were a very scattered and very haphazard developer. And I thought, well, it could at least be funny. Yeah. But, and it was, and it is, it still is. But you have, you've kind of taken Dev Party over as your own in a lot of ways. You're, you're getting really. It's, it was my, my brainchild, my, my thing that I contributed (laughs) to this podcast. And you're welcome, all other podcasts who have taken that idea. (laughs) You're. (laughs) It's always nice to be very grateful and humble around the holidays. (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, I mean, the more the merrier. I yeah. think everybody should have a party. That's why it's so. called a party. Okay, let me finish. Finish. I was going to talk about COVID now, real quick. Oh, good, good. I thought I was getting a, yeah. little, too, a, t- a little too light there. Let's bring it down. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So COVID has directly affected my photography as well as other aspects of my life, of course, like most people. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have finally decided to blow all my money on my water housing. <laughs> Which is like the worst thing ever, honestly. I think we all kind of did a little bit of online shopping, just a tiny bit. We tried not to, but I think we did. And I decided to do that as well. But instead of doing just like a tiny bit, I decided to um, invest all of my savings (laughs) on this camera. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll pay off. Don't worry. (laughs) Probably not, but it was uh, totally worth (laughs) it. 
<laughs> yeah, I've you know seeing the shots that you've gotten from it. So in conclusion, yeah. I have decided I wanted to do serious work, not only take pretty pictures, but also have a purpose behind them. Recalling my portraits project I did last year, but basically envisioning it as a long-term project that will hopefully amount to a book or maybe even a party. I, I like fantasize now about like, you know, talking to people. <laughs> And like bumping shoulders with people in a crowded building, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 2020, you bastard. Yeah. It's fun to shoot random shit and that will never go away because I will always do that. But I feel like I have these projects in mind where I purposely shoot for one very solid idea that I toss away because of doubt and it's time for me to do it. And I think this year has done that for me. I think think it's made me realize like, hey, you know what? Why am I not doing this? This is what I love to do. I'm doing it. It's a good point. I mean, especially considering zines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's I'm flipping. Fl- flipping me off again. <laughs> I'm flipping him off. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> All right. Your answer, go. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's still flipping me off. Um, <laughs> okay. Last year's winter was the f- first winter I shot kind of anything. And honestly, it really sucked. I, I felt like Tiffin who called in and said that, you know, that 2020 hadn't changed her at all. I really feel this way about last winter and that whole, the whole winter, I was very much like, I want this to change me, but it's not. And I hated it. It sucked. It got boring and I kept doing it, but it was a start for me. I went through a couple of incredibly bad and ill-advised camera purchases, but I emerged into the glory of the plague days with this desire to travel as much as possible and shoot everything along the way, which is a weird thing to have during a quarantine. And weirdly, regardless of all of that, it sort of worked out in a way. Uh, When everything locked down, nobody was really sure what we were allowed to do. The rules were amorphous at best. And as the weather warmed, everything was still closed, like the parks and the the, the state parks. And I shot a bit more locally, but again, I was really just bored out of my skull. I don't think I even put out any zines in the first half of the year. Nothing like like normal. I I, I think I did the Savoy zine, right? Honestly, without you, I, I wouldn't have done I was really not happy. And I think you really kind of brought that. I love the Savoy. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You brought that zine out of me in the way that I'm trying to bring those zines out out of for you. And I'm getting flipped off again. (laughs) Probably still. I did spend a lot of time doing layouts for our six by seven zine, which is I think one of the most favorite things I've ever done. Uh, He's like, lay. I, he did do a layout, but I had to like piece it together. And that was like, so hard. So hard. Okay. I mean, okay, your layouts were amazing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take that back. Your layouts were amazing. But having to like put those layouts in like a solid state was like, really difficult. <laughs> okay. You remember how long it took? <laughs> Yes, um, about a tenth of the time that it took me. But yes, I do remember how long it took. And um, speaking of those weird impulse buys, right before the COVID thing kicked in, I bought a Chamonix 4x5. And I was immediately laid off, like the day after <laughs> I bought the, this this camera. Not, not a yeah. cheap camera. You just told me when you got it, I think. You didn't even... You like kept it secret. I did. Because probably because I was going to give you shit about it. You were. And you really haven't, but you know, I did get laid off like right after I purchased it and before it arrived. So when it arrived, this thing kind of laid at my door and I'm just like, fuck, I really wanted this camera, but I didn't want the expense. You know, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen financially. It was kind of, it's kind of still don't still going. So I guess the camera wasn't a bad idea. So it gave me a whole lot of time 
to figure all of this out. And I I know I squandered a lot of it. But the time off allowed me also to travel a bit. And if you remember, COVID kind of took a break in the summer. Remember, COVID went away for a little bit in the summer. Uh, we paid the price for it in the fall because it kind of came back with a vengeance. But summer was relatively the same for me as any other. And traveling in places that were kind of COVID-denying places was was kind of a good idea in a way. Probably a oh, bad idea, gosh. actually. So do you remember going there was into- that- Yes, I do. <laughs> I oh, do remember. <laughs> you know, I we met up in Kansas and in Utah, and it was odd being in a place where you were, weren't just like discouraged from wearing masks, but like socially, you were really, really, we got some really awful looks just for wearing masks. And that was that was a weird thing. You know, normally when I when I travel, I am very socially distant. I don't, I don't photograph people. I don't really go to restaurants. Yeah, you'd never go to restaurants. I forced you, I think, to like go get food at a restaurant once when we were in Utah with Marley because she was hungry. Yeah. Like I yeah. can go out. I can go without like eating actually. Like I could eat like bread and almond butter and jelly and I'm fine. Yeah. For the most part. As long as I get a constant flow of it. <laughs> Unless I get like grumpy. But for the most part, I don't need like it just needs to sustain me. <laughs> that was the last restaurant I've eaten at. That and- was weird. Well, the weird thing is that was the busiest place that we went to yes. because everywhere else we were with nobody. It there was. were zero people. And Moab was a, it was strange because of that. It was strange. It's always busy, but it was very strange. And there were a lot mm. of people masked up. It was a very responsible overcrowdedness, if such a thing can exist. And it really can't, but. There we are. So shooting with you was awesome and it was invigorating. I got two zines so far out of it and hopefully we get together and, and make another one from some of those photos as well. So after I got back, I, I didn't really shoot much at all. I, I didn't travel too much, you know, maybe a little bit down the Oregon coast. But again, that was very socially distanced as well. There's probably a day trip, maybe a day trip in there too. Uh, not much though. So it's weird. Looking back, it seems that I, I wasn't very happy with what I was producing, but I think I, I think I am. Uh, I shot a lot, like a lot more than usual. But if this year is anything beyond a dumpster fire, it has been the year of projects for me. And typically, you know, I don't, I don't really do projects, but I think because everything was so uncertain and chaotic this year that I needed some path or a program to follow. I needed this order. So like you have different things that you do to kind of create a little bit of order in your life. I think a lot of people do. I don't. I'm pretty orderly. Yeah. I'm just not. No, you are not. <laughs> very disorderly. (laughs) So I don't know, have I changed? Uh, I remember we were talking about this last night and my answer was absolutely not. I haven't. And I was kind of weird about it. I'm still not sure. I think it's something I'm going to have to look back on and see if I've changed or how I've changed. Um, I probably have, you know, we're always changing, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm not going to like fight with you about the changing thing, but in closing, I feel it's nice to make a realization that we use the end of the year to reflect on the past year. Mm-hmm. That will never really change. It's just natural that we do this. So maybe instead of just doing this every year in December only, maybe we need to make a point to reflect and rethink on a more constant basis, reflecting on the work we put into our photography for the month or week or two months <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> seasonal. Um, and just, you know, take a look at what we're producing, what we want. Um, are we, are we doing the things, um, that we want to do with our photography? Um, and what can we do to get us one step closer to our goals in a positive and motivated way? So driving and not just driving, but parking. <laughs>
this is our last show of the year, our holiday show, I guess. I guess so. I mean, it's not <laughs> not a holiday show. I guess. Kind of is. Well, we thought it might be fun to hear from a few old friends. Over the past 30-plus episode, we've interviewed 30-plus photographers, which is kind of amazing. So I think this show is not really like our show. It's a lot of you guys. I think so. I mean, it was, it's kind of looking back on, on the year, and I guess a little bit before that for us, and, and it's you know, something that you can do at the end of the year. So yes, we messaged uh, a number of our former guests, and we basically said, you know, for our last episode of the year, we're asking former guests to leave us a bit of a voice message to tell us how their year has been, photographically speaking, and what plans they have going forward. You know, what's up? What's new? Uh, it was really nice to reconnect with all of these folks. First up, we're not going to do this like we do the answering machine. This isn't an answering machine. We are hearing from Hannah Grace. Hannah was our first guest that we've ever had on, episode one. And she's always been very, I guess because of that, very kind of dear to us. Definitely. She took a chance on us. <laughs> took a chance on a couple of crazy kids. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's hear from Hannah. Hi, Eric and Vanya. This is Hannah Grace. So starting in January this year, I gave myself the task to shoot at least one frame of 35mm a day. And so far up to this point, I've been able to do that. And I've actually exceeded my expectations. I've been shooting a lot more 35mm this year than I normally do. And so that's been interesting and new and different. I'm still shooting the 4x5, of course, but it adds up. And so... 35 gives me the opportunity to shoot more from the hip versus the lugging around of my Graflex. Also, due to the pandemic, I've been home a lot more. And so I've been thinking about the space I take up, both physically, emotionally, in the city I live in, etc., etc. And so I've been trying to make work about the pandemic, make work about where I am in my life and what, what I'm doing and what space I take up. And exploring all that. I'm also right now looking forward, working on my portfolio for grad school again, and hopefully after this application process, I will get accepted somewhere and be able to start my master's program for photography next fall. So that is my goal for the next year. We'll see how that pans out. Life has a funny way of being completely unexpected, as we should all know by now. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for everything you do. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the year and a much better 2021. Wow. So kind of incredible. She was able to shoot an image every day on 35. Honestly, that's kind of amazing. Also, she did that with a brand new baby. <laughs> We know her as like a four by five shooter and mm -hmm. it's really neat to see her kind of diversifying that and seeing like her new stuff. We just, we featured her on, and we, we should probably talk about this too, the Women with Film Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking a bit more about that next episode, but she was our first feature. And so every week we'll be featuring a, a woman photographer because, well, as we will discuss, um, I don't know if you know this, Vanya, women are kind of left behind with certain things. What? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, yeah. I know you probably haven't noticed it, but- just in case you haven't, I'm, I'm here to let you know. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so thank you, Hannah. Um, is, is, I don't know if this will 
come as a, a bit of a shock to her or to, to anyone. But I mean, she has been a pretty constant source of optimism for us over the past year. She she calls in a lot and it's always wonderful. And every time she calls in, she's obviously really busy and always doing things, but she's super positive and always really helpful. So just thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being our first guest. And thank you for becoming a friend. All right. So our next guest is Kat and she was on our 18th episode. Yeah, the big 1-8. <laughs> hey, Eric and Banya, it's Kat Swansea. Uh, here's hoping that y'all are holding up all right during these uh, super crazy and annoying times. Uh, not much has changed for me down here in Texas. Most of my photography was socially distanced anyway, so thankfully I didn't have to change a whole lot. Still just keeping my distance as much as possible whenever I go out into rural communities. Um, I did just get back from a road trip through West Texas and down along the border of Mexico. And I did take a traditional 35 millimeter film with me like I always do, but I also took some instant film and I got some really awesome shots. So uh, super excited to hopefully put those into a zine and uh, roll out something different than you know I normally would. Um, I'm excited to hear the next podcast and uh, hopefully we can catch up soon. And um, yeah, take care. Thanks. Bye. Honestly, this is kind of the most perfect time to be a socially distanced traveler. When she was talking about that too, it just made me kind of think of photographers in general. And I'm not saying that we're all like weirdo creeps or anything, but like we do, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's hard to focus when, you know, you're traveling with other people that are not photographers. So we do tend to travel alone or with other photographers. So in a way, as far as photography goes, like that really hasn't changed unless you want to go somewhere like super public, like Disneyland. Yeah, if you're a street like shooter, that. it's definitely changed for you. But since Kat or and you know me and you to a large extent aren't aren't that at all, yeah, it's it's um it's affected us maybe a little less, which is sort of a, a nice thing, I guess. Also to keep in mind, looking at Kat's yeah. at, at her photos recently, she's still using those really saturated. I don't want to say cheap film because I I'm definitely in in, in the cheap film. Camp. I love them. I don't like calling them cheap films, but the inexpensive, the the budget or the grocery store films, the drugstore film, like the Fuji and the Lomo stuff. She's probably the best I've seen in using those, right? <laughs> Seriously. She fucking kills she really it. Is. She does. I don't know how she does it. Like I see this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is Fuji 200. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Absolutely excited about her zine. Yes, I am too. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> So our next guest that we're hearing from is Aloy Anderson from episode oh, nine. I know. When I get a comment from Aloy, everything is okay in the world. It makes me so happy. He's always checking in. He's just an, such a nice guy. What's up, Eric and Vanya? How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me back on. I'll try to be quick and brief. So you asked what I've been doing this year. I remember the last time we spoke, I said I want to shoot less quantity and more quality, get more keepers. And I, and I think I really did that because this year I think I shot less than 10 rolls of film, which is ridiculous. Um, and each roll got a lot more keepers because I took longer to, to shoot them. Um, the next thing I've been doing is I've been shooting dark room paper in camera. It's something most people never heard of before. Um, it's kind of a renegade thing because that dark room paper isn't meant to be put in a camera. It's about six ISO. Uh, it's also not sensitive to red and orange light. So it's very tricky, challenging to shoot. Um, but you get some unique images. It almost looks like those old wet plate cowboy images. It can be very addicting because once you get a, a beautiful paper image, 
it can look so close to film that you can't tell the difference sometimes. And that's like the high I've been chasing. It's like addictive um, to get the perfect print. So I love doing that. I recommend you give it a try at some point, uh, either in medium or large format. Uh, another thing I've been doing is shooting large format, learning that. That's another challenge. Um, another thing I've been doing also is learning to develop color film at room temperature. Um, and it's coming out even better than 102 degrees. So I, this year was a year of experimentation for me, um, learning a lot, taking it slower, and um, just having a good time. But yeah, so thanks for asking me. Uh, from my experience, hope you guys have been experimenting also. Definitely looking forward to your 2021 podcast. So uh, have a good end of the year. Oh, God, I love that guy. <laughs> I know. It makes me smile. Oh, gosh, the the film in camera. Someone told me to do that with my land camera because I was like, oh, I can't get pack film anymore. Now I got this camera. And they were like, oh, just like maybe cut a, cut a piece of paper and take the shot and go in the dark room and print it. Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Maybe I should try it. Yeah. I'd like to, I mean, I've never done that. I, I mean, I'm doing some stuff with x-ray film, which I think Aloy would, I think he would really love x-ray film. I'm very I tempted know. to just send him, send him like, you know, a bunch of sheets of it to see what he does with it. Aloy's like a mad scientist. He's always testing things and he trying is. new things. It's yeah, great. I love it. <laughs> Maybe not a mad scientist, a happy scientist. <laughs> I don't know if they mean mad that way. I know. I know. <laughs> he could be both mad and happy. All right, so for our next former guest, we have Brandy. And Brandy has graced us twice. So we had her on our second episode and then again on our 20th. Yes, and this one is a little long. So if you know Brandy, that should come as no surprise to you whatsoever. Buckle up. It's uh, it's Brandy. Hey, y'all. This is Brandy, also known as Film Diary of a Redhead on Instagram. I feel like a lot of us can say genuinely that we've had an incredibly rough time mentally. And so I know that some people deal with challenges and anxieties in incredibly beautiful and artistic ways. And I absolutely wish that I could be one of those people, but that's that has not been the case. This year has been especially difficult trying to photograph. <laughs> in a normal year, I would be going to film photography meetups, regular photography meetups. I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy visiting with people, sharing ideas, getting excited. I enjoy the frenetic energy that comes with that, which is super weird considering that I am an introvert, but I Somehow it just works out. I, I end up saving some of that energy to make it out to these things. And I enjoy myself and that keeps me happy for like maybe a couple of weeks or a month. And then I get my film back and I get all excited all over again and ready to go out there and meet some more people and shoot some more things. I do like shooting people, people that I know. I'm not that great with strangers. I would like to say that... This year has changed a lot of that, but I really don't think it has. It's just taken away that social outlet or element that I need for a balanced photographic experience, if you will. So a couple days ago, I think I was actually talking to somebody about, you know, uh, reading a lot about how some people are or have been um, able 
to slow down and and uh, take that time to like really focus on things and get real hands-on with some other things and um, it's opened them up creatively and all of that and I want to say that that has been the case but it has not. I had gotten to a point in my life just before the pandemic hit or actually a little bit leading up to that where I had the balance I needed. I am a homebody who needs a little bit of social interaction. It helps me work through daily things, conversations and meetups and, you know, every little uh, social thing sprinkled throughout months or years or whatnot. That was all very meticulously pieced together in such a way that allowed me to be myself and to mostly thrive photographically. But this year has thrown a lot of what I'd built incredibly incredibly drastically, traumatically off balance. So I have more solitary time than I think is healthy, which takes away actually a lot of my inspiration. It takes away a lot of my motivation. It hinders me in a very heavy way, I guess. I have made several attempts to continue photographing things, and I think when I'm able to turn my phone off or when it's really nice and beautiful outside and I can just spend some time on my own outside with flowers because can't be near people and I desperately want to see my people. I don't need to see lots of people. I just want to see my people and I can't. So I've been mostly focusing on plants and flowers and my, I think my peripheral vision has diminished to just tunnel vision, I suppose. So that's why you've probably seen like a lot of uh, more simple black and whites and shapes and plant life and whatever on my feed because I can't see, I suppose, past that. Um, I don't know what my plans are for next year. I want to make plans desperately, but I'm afraid if I make any kind of photography plans or otherwise that something will happen and I won't be able to follow through with that. But this year has just been like that. Like I had a whole bunch of things planned and was unable to do that and here we are. So <laughs> I'm afraid to make plans for next year and just have it be more of the same so I don't have a lot of photography plans, so to speak. I keep going back and forth on whether or not I want to start the 365 project back up, but with the inconsistency of my photography this year, I, I don't know that I will be able to. So who knows? I, I don't know. I, I guess <laughs> this is really rough because I am a planner and I really, really, really want to plan something, but I also get attached to those plans and don't deal with it very well when those plans don't work out. Uh, I guess just to preserve what little sanity I have left. I'm just going to see what happens. I hope 2021 is a little bit nicer to all of us. Merry, happy, whatever any one of y'all celebrates may uh, next year be sweeter than this. Brandy hasn't really been shy about having a rough year. <laughs> and I think that's great. I think it's great that she's not been shy about it. I don't think it's great that she's had a rough year. Uh, have you seen her work lately? It's dark. I mean, like not dark, like and like. Oh my God, there's dark times. But it's it's very black and white. It's very it's very like she was saying, uh, detailed, not macro really. She's noticing 
small things. It's a side of her that I I don't know that I've seen before. I know I'm I'm used to her whether it's her her drag her drag show photos or her her um her like 365 photos or her instant photos. I'm used to those and there's a very almost documentary. She's got an eye that I don't know maybe she had it and I just didn't notice it or maybe she didn't notice it. I don't know, but she's got a a really really good eye. Her work before seemed, you know, she really likes all those um, specialty films and everything was really colorful and bright and things have toned down a little bit. And, you know, you could tell that she, her emotions through her photography in a very unique and special way. What she said, like, resonates so well because when she said, I don't need to see people, I need to see my people. Now, I have a fairly large family. And uh, this year, I've reflected a lot on how much the past couple years, you know, we just haven't really been seeing each other as much. And this year, we didn't really at all. And it's been so sad. I, I feel like I I miss I'm missing, you know, all of my nieces and nephews growing up. And I just, I miss my people as well. Yeah. I I mean, I I don't know if I relate to that so much, but I I definitely related to the, the, the idea that she's not making plans because she'll get attached to them. And if they have to be canceled, that will kind of send her world crashing down. And I absolutely understand that, as you know. Yes. That's why I just go with the flow. <laughs> I don't ever really make plans. I make like ideas of plans and then <laughs> from one moment to the next, it could happen or it could not. Yeah, I don't yeah. do that. So I, I, I make plans so that they do happen <laughs> since I know that I will do whatever I possibly can to make those plans, you know, come into fruition. I make them because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, some things I realize are out of my hands, such as, you know, things involving COVID. All right. And now for our next former guest, we have Anne Holland. And she was, she actually graced us twice as well. Ooh, another twofer. I know. We didn't want to like push it and have her for three, but we probably are going to ask her to come on (laughs) next year. (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling that'll happen. (laughs) So she was on episode three and also on episode 22. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's Ann Holland. Uh, 2020 has been interesting. Uh, It's gone from shooting 110 film in tiny cameras on the back of a motorcycle in Vietnam to developing 120 film at home in Kansas. Um, But it's been good. It's been interesting and I'm hoping to do a lot more of the developing in 2021 and hope to see you guys again and a lot more people. What a transition from, I mean, (laughs) obviously the 110 on the back of a motorcycle. I don't even know how you could beat that, but she did, of course. And now she's developing 120. It's so rad. Did we, we talked to her twice and we hung out with her for several days. Did that ever come up? Did we know that about her? Uh, I do... I think she mentioned it on another podcast, possibly, that I listened to. Okay, but not to us. So this is no. so strange that, because that would be, I don't know, what a thing to- I mean, <laughs> she had the most badass truck ever when we were in Kansas. Yes, and we oh, mostly gosh. just talked about her truck. It's true. <laughs> Seriously, I want to go back so bad. <laughs> I yeah. really do. I'm like thinking like, can I do it again? Can I pull it off? Can I pull it off? 
I really want to. I miss Anne. It was so fun. <laughs> Wasn't the episode that we had her on, episode three, called something like, I guess we're going to Kansas now or something like that? Oh, yeah, I think so. Which we did. And I go to Kansas almost every year. And I I love it. And it, it is because of people like Anne and, of course, Kansas in general, that keeps me coming back. I love the place. She's my swim partner, by the way, too. Because when we were in Kansas, anytime there was water, I had to jump in. <laughs> So her photos lately, they're very black and white as well. She's doing a lot of T-Max of trees. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like, I think she might be in Colorado right now. Well, and she's also like, she's been drawing and and doing watercolor too. I mean, she's so creative. It drives me insane. I see her stuff sometimes and I'm just like, oh my gosh. It's neat how (sighs) once in a while, like a, a photographer will kind of not really come out of nowhere, though I think usually come out of nowhere and- there'll be all of this amazing things and it will really, really change the film community, at least our little bubble of the film community. And Anne did mm-hmm. that really close to when we were starting our podcast. You know, yes. she did those, those, those small zines for Policon and that really changed things. I think so. It's so neat that, that looking back on how, how excited I was just to get those that we're friends with her now. I know. That's so neat. It is. <laughs> Our next former guest is David Chow, and he was on episode 19. Here's David with a a bit of news. Hi to all the All Through a Lens podcast listeners. This is David from davidchow.film. Since I was last on the podcast earlier this year, there have been a couple of really exciting photography updates. One is actually the project I talked about on the podcast, documenting people from the Hiroshima prefecture with a 4x5 view camera, was actually turned into a full-fledged photography book. The book is titled Hiroshima Ko, translated to Hiroshima's Son, and the book was made widely available to everyone that wanted to pick a copy up. It was really exciting to hear from some listeners of this podcast who actually discovered my work through the podcast and purchased a copy of the book. And it led to some really great conversations with folks um, really about photography and working on a long-term project. Besides that, given COVID-19, it's been really difficult to get out and actually shoot work this year. But a really exciting update for 2021 is I'm actually going to be moving to Japan full time starting in April. And so part of that decision is I'm going to be attending graduate school there. But really, the graduate school is in support of being able to do and create some long term photography projects that I've been trying to work on. And really, part of doing the graduate research is to support these long-term projects I want to do, continuing to document unseen Japan, unseen people within Japan that not a lot of people outside of the country really get to see and experience. And just kind of as one final note to all the listeners, um, I hope that you're staying safe and looking forward to a great 2021. It just makes me excited because we, we always talk about like casting a larger net and getting other listeners like, and you know, kind of reaching a little bit further than just our little bubble. And yeah. I think David was that. And 
to hear him have conversations with some of our other listeners and introducing him to, you know, our regular listeners and maybe hopefully getting a couple more. It makes me so excited because I think in the beginning when we talked about, you know, having guests on, we didn't want to just be like, oh, let's just get like super famous people and stuff. Like we wanted like real people photographers and like he set out to do this like huge project and we got to see it come to fruition <laughs> <laughs> no we did and and he's taking it to another level he, he's he's moving to japan <laughs> i know that's really wonderful it's so cool yeah he's the reason i picked up the shamani the shamani camera i'm still not 100 sure that was the best decision i've ever made but <laughs> i am i am as of this point falling in love with the camera finally oh good and that's all thanks to david so thank you all right so our next former guest is Liz Potter. And we just had her on recently, but I guess not that recently because it's episode 24. Hey, this is Liz calling in to say that this year has been a ride. (laughs) And um, I actually, as far as photography, made a lot of gains that I probably wouldn't have made in a normal year. So I can't complain. I've been shooting with tons of really old cameras and learning their quirks and it's been really fun. So I hope to get in the dark room again next year and start printing and maybe cull my cameras on camping trips. Um, (laughs) I can't really load and carry seven film cameras with me when I camp. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So the year hasn't been a total failure and I hope next year is just rides off of all of that fun. Liz has definitely had a year. Following her has been so much fun. Her Go series was ugh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. With the pinhole. I mean, we were like, we have to have her on. And then she hand made that um, limited zine. And we were able to get two copies of it. I was like, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> I just love that. She's like what I was talking about with with Anne, that there's sometimes there's a photographer that comes along and really just shakes things up in our in our little film community. And yes. that was absolutely Liz. Definitely. Oh, actually, about her culling the cameras for the camping trips, uh, 2019 me would have encouraged you to, seven? Uh, double it. Bring 14 cameras along with you. <laughs> 2020 me, is, I think, is changing a little bit. And I would say, yeah, cull them. Can somehow get yourself to bring fewer cameras. I think you will eventually appreciate it if you're there. I wasn't there until this year. So maybe you won't be. And maybe you're just going to like bring a lot of cameras. And that's the case, fucking bring 14. But regardless of what you're bringing, Liz has taught us all to bring it, uh, to really just to up our fucking game, that we can do so much more than just print a zine or print a photo. We can bring in all the other skills that we have in life and add those to our photography and come up with something really amazing. Okay, we have two more. Our next one was on episode 14, and it was Kate. And how can you forget about Kate? Hi, Eric and Vanya. This is Kate Miller-Wilson. I absolutely love this question because it's good to look back on this year in particular. I shot film every day this year, and honestly, I think it saved my sanity, or at least kind of helped. There's the challenge of it, you know, the technical challenges and lighting and all of it, and... That's really distracting, which distraction is good sometimes. 
There's also the calm of looking through the ground glass. There's just something about seeing the world that way that removes you from it for a minute and you can kind of catch your breath. I really appreciated that. I set photographic goals for myself each year and some of those involve techniques and processes and some are about greater exposure for my work. And this year one of my goals was learning wet plate. I was going to learn it from a friend, but because of the pandemic I had to teach myself. I'm not sure I can fully say I learned it because wet plate seems to involve kind of a continuous learning and problem solving, but I did shoot about a hundred plates and I got some I really liked. What's weird is that I didn't love wet plate the way I expected. I felt like the process kept getting in the way of my photos, but I think what I'll do is try it some more next year and maybe I'll end up really liking it. I know it's it's a really incredible technique and it also provided some distraction for me with not worrying about the entire whole pandemic thing. As far as my goal of promoting my work, I kind of stopped caring <laughs> for a while with the pandemic. But then I had a solo show of my self-portraits on 4x5 film, Shocked with Static Electricity, and that helped, I think. I mean, I really, really wanted to be at the show, and it ended up that no one was really at the show. It was just online. But it kind of helped me get back into the habit of submitting my work to shows and promoting my work more. And I think that's important because our audience is, at least for me, it's part of the communication of my work. I mean, if you're trying to communicate something and you don't have an audience, you're not really communicating. In most ways, I'm just really grateful for the year I've had with film. My kids are my main subjects, and with distance learning, they're here all the time. In a normal year, the light would be almost gone when they got home from school. This year, I didn't have to worry about that. It was like they were here, and sometimes I really wanted to be alone, but it let me have the ability to shoot a couple sheets of 4 by 5 with them anytime I wanted. My family has been really, really isolated for the pandemic. We don't go anywhere or see anyone except the people in our own bubble. But hey, I mean, I shot film every day this year. I took photos with a Pentax 6-7 of my kids hugging my mom through a sheet of plastic on Mother's Day. I photographed my parents and kids on opposite sides of the glass of a window and got to play with the camera movements to get them both in focus and make the glass disappear. Like I said, I think film saved my sanity this year. I hope that everyone has had a similar experience with film, that it has helped to make the separation between us disappear a little bit like that and that it has distracted people and helped them to find a little peace in an incredibly stressful time. <laughs> uh, there's so much to unpack with this. Kate yeah. has, she's a, a fucking ocean. Where do you start? She shot every day through this. She she learned how to process wet plates on her own. And didn't like it. And, and she didn't bitch about her kids being home. <laughs> <laughs> she, that is true. I was so excited for her to take up wet plate when I heard that she was doing it, or maybe she told us that she was going to try it. Yeah, I was excited. I remember that. And it's wonderful in a way that she she just didn't take to it. She just, that's not for me. It interrupts, it interrupts her process. Because yeah. 
to me, her process is just as important as her as the outcome of that process. Of course, you know she's working with her kids, which is can't be an easy thing to do. So yeah, I could understand how adding the element of pouring some liquid onto some piece of metal and trying to stick it in your camera while your kids are being somewhat candid is you know maybe not the easiest thing you could pull off. But she still shot a hundred plates. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, it is like she tried a couple and was just like, nah, not for me. She did a hundred. Does she drink what is the is, is it coffee? Is it herba mate? Like what is what she got going on over there? <laughs> Kate's another one of those photographers who changed things for a lot of people. You know, yes. especially with, I mean, like twice, really. Her pictures of her, of her kids are breathtaking. Yeah. And she was, she got really well known for that. And yeah. then the pictures that she did with static electricity and the self portraits, she got really well known for that too. It's kind of neat to, to do that twice. We've had so many amazing people just agree to come on our podcast for some reason. I know. You know? <laughs> it's like, I mean, do they listen? Do they not listen? I, I don't know. And this, the, the support that we've gotten this year from the film community, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's humbling. It's wonderful. I don't even know what to say about it, you know? Uh, same. I... <laughs> It's incredible. We've got to meet so many, meet so many people. And, and again, we 30 plus interviews this year. Yeah. I mean, we don't interview people and we're like, hey, let's do this podcast. And oh, let's interview people. Yeah. I've never interviewed a person prior to this podcast. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know if we're good or bad at it, but we're meeting a lot of really <laughs> wonderful people. Maybe don't let us know. <laughs> no, we're, we're okay with being kind of in the dark there. But we've made, we've met wonderful, we've made friends. We have. You know, we've we made so many friends. friends. My my friend Poole has really grown through through this year, through this through this film community and through this podcast. And you know, I've I've grown, you know, I think stronger as a photographer. I've grown closer to you. It's just been a it's not a good year, but there's been so many really good things about it that happened to me that it has offset the um the weirdness and the badness in a, in a, a bit of a way for me. Yeah. Yeah. We do have one more. <gasps> we do. Just yeah. one more. Uh, who Who is this? Does this clip need a setup? No, I don't think so. Episode 12. Hi, Mom and Eric. So I feel like 2020 has changed a lot of the way I just look at photography. While not even being able to leave our house as much as we could before and go and see cool places, I've been looking at those little things and appreciating what I have to take pictures of. Looking around at what I see normally and taking it for granted most of the time, I can now, you know, take a photo of it and try to use what I have and use the time. And speaking of that time, um, having so much time gets me excited to finish that role. Seeing those photos after all the hard work I put into it and learning how to develop with my mom makes me very proud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's yours. <laughs> I know. I don't know what I did good in my life. <laughs> well, you did at least this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She, Marley has had a big gear. I And I think I mentioned this to a, people when I, you know, I, talk on the phone with my sisters or whatever. And, you know, we all like discuss how hard it is for all of us. And I'm not diminishing anybody. It's been hard. It's been really hard for people. But 
I feel like sometimes we don't really understand that for a 13 year old to go through this or just like younger kids that need the social interaction to like make up them as a person, they're missing that this year. That's a big deal. You know, we've we're 13. We we were able to go outside and see our friends, whether we liked it or not. And they just don't have that. And it's so intense to think of it like that. And um, Marley and I both have had days and, you know, we say it, we're like, oh gosh, it's just crazy. And we, you know, we did the the drive once a week where we just like get out. We wouldn't get out of the car. We just go for a drive. We listen to music and just get out of the house just because we needed it for our sanity. It's been helpful. And now she's just been doing so many creative things lately. <laughs> I'm so excited for her. I'm very proud of her. And yeah, she's going to be developing with us on Dev Party soon so you know stick around for that that will be a lot of fun yeah she'll be developing um slide film (laughs) yeah (laughs) just throw her in real real deep (laughs) to the lions and now it is time for a little wind down with some zine reviews so let's go for it a lot of people have been making this year their first zine year, and we've got two firsts. Woohoo! Our first first is Alex Morrison's Panorama Demic. Help you me got out. it. Panorama Demic. Is it pan- Panorama Demic? Yes. Okay. Yes. It is a pinhole zine. It is his first zine. It is a landscape, uh, eight and a half by five and a half. It's all black and white. These were taken with a Holga that he won in a giveaway. Is that right? Yes. These are essentially quarantine life. When this quarantine happened, I was a little kind of afraid of what was going to happen to the zine world because I didn't want like a billion corn zines coming out. But this is a little peek into his life and it's intimate. It's quaint. Oh no, I love it. And the fact that he was like not sure about the camera (laughs) and how to get it to work. He had some time to do it. And he did a really good job. He did. These are really long exposures. You can see his partner knitting. Her hands are all a blur. Uh, (laughs) You can see like little ghost images in the living room, the dishwashing image. You can see somebody, uh, hopefully him, washing the dishes in a a great blur. It's all wonderful. And then, I don't know, I don't do a lot of pinhole shooting or looking. And you're you're really seeing like a weird, like a weird vanishing point thing happening here. You know, there's just odd, really odd angles. Well, it is low angles too. And I think that's what I really like about it. Maybe because he was trying to keep the camera steady. Yeah. Uh, So then he ends up getting like that really cool perspective that you don't normally get when you're just holding the camera up to your face. I mean, I've definitely have had (laughs) the shoot low... (laughs) (laughs) sweet cherry (laughs) conversation with you right we have yes and it's because of you i shoot i shoot very low when i'm shooting medium format and that's that's all 100 because of you and he shot low he also shot high a few of these pictures are shot from really high up Mm -hmm. the ending photos where it's okay i don't know what's happening in here but he has paraphotos at the end that absolutely need to be seen they are what i thought were the the same thing at first but they're i think they're two very different locations 
One looks like there's some yucca plants. The other one looks like, I don't know what it is, but it looks like a Soviet statue. I don't think it is that. But both have like the sun just like streaming in. Yeah, it's beautiful. And like, like huge, like what look, what appear to be like gigantic solar flares. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't shoot pinhole, but this is, if this is what pinhole does. I'm interested. You have mentioned before that you would like to do it. Maybe 2021 will be some pinhole action. Maybe. Maybe we should do a giveaway. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. So if you want this (laughs) zine, you can, I I guess, message him at alexmorrison35 on Instagram. And honestly, yeah. You know, pick this up. It's a it's a short zine. It's a really wonderful little view of a Las Vegas that you just don't normally see. Thank you so much for sending it. Really shows how the limitation that this type of camera gives you doesn't. I mean, you can surpass <laughs> expectations with a pinhole camera, like most people can. I just don't know if I can, but I want to try. <laughs> it's just, I mean, he's he's doing things that I'm just not going to. You know, I'm not I'm not able to do what he does. I don't have that eye, especially for pinhole and. And he's, I don't know if you're hearing that in the background. Um, the cat, he's, he's I meowing. I thought I heard something. Yeah, this is, um, well, I guess our, our Christmas episode last year was kind of the debut and um, I guess kind of the only appearance of, of my dearly beloved Juniper Perito, who has gone on to uh, grace the afterlife in the interim. There's a, a new cat in the house. Her ashes are still here, so he is referred to as the second favorite cat in the house. Uh, his, his Mosey Jenkins also goes by the name of Mr. Moses and often Mr. Friend. He is a Siamese, and as you can hear, he is a Siamese cat. <laughs> Yeah, he's crazy. But yeah. I also told him that's what he gets for getting the evil cat from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, he, he is a wonderful, a wonderful guy, though. He's uh, full grown. He, he's very cute. He is a full grown kitten. And that is <laughs> a terror. <laughs> so our next zine is called Summer Kingdom by Orr Sachs. And we heard from Orr uh, in, in the answering machine part. And we did gush a little bit about a zine then, and I think we need to gush a little bit about it now. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this is a black and white zine. It's 26 photos. It's it's a weird size of 7 by 9. Weird sizes rule, though. Oh, absolutely. Of I mean, course, with limitations, I mean, if you're going to send it out, obviously, you know, it's good to think about, you know, sizing and finding, you know, letters and packages to be able to send them in. But yeah, fun size. Yes. Fun size. Fun hey! size. This is a fun size. Uh, it's <laughs> it's so his photography is so different. Like, well, obviously there's a geographical difference. There is, and I don't because he's from Israel, and his photography was was you know his photos were taken in Israel, and so there is a bunch of shots from Israel. I don't, I'm sorry, I'm really at a loss here. He has an eye. He's an artist. I wouldn't. These are photographs, but I don't know that they're just photographs. He's he does shit that you wish you did. <laughs> it's true. A lot of people have been gushing about it too. They have been, and, and rightly so. And I don't want to like jump on the bandwagon here, but it, it don't, I don't know what the zine is. I don't know if he explains it, the, what the very few words are in Hebrew. And I don't, I don't know. It seems like there was a day out with his friend. I mean, I don't know if this is the truth, but a day out with his friends and with people he knows maybe, and he shot them. And the first, the first half of the zine is, 
pretty candid. Mm -hmm. And the second half is portraits of, I believe, the same people. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe at least at least most of them are the same. Fucking striking. I don't know what film he was using. Yeah, it's like photojournalism <laughs> right I there. Guess I don't, it's I, so beautiful. I don't know what to call it, you know? I mean, I- I feel like we're going to see like amazing things from him. It is. The stuff that he's shooting is, is normal things. You know, there's a girl dancing. There's a guy shaving. There's a, another guy eating a, a, a coconut, I think. These are normal things that normal people do, except for this one guy who looks like he's stacking rocks. I'm not, I'm not really sure what's going on there. But the way that Orr captures them is, is it takes them from this seemingly normal thing to a very foreign, I don't know, a very foreign feel. And yeah, okay, it's, it's shot in Israel and it's going to be foreign to, to my eyes. No, but I mean, the, the texture, it's just stunning. Yeah. I mean, yeah. incredible. He, I'm, we're actually looking back and forth at the images. It's, it's so amazing. It's so inspirational. So I have, you know, a project of portraits I really want to do and just seeing his, he obviously has something that eases his subjects or they're really comfortable with him. He just has a special way that he's photographing and it really shows a lot, page after page of beautiful portraits and not just like typical portraits. These are just something else. He has something. And I feel honored that he listens to us. I'm just like, damn, dude, he's way like beyond us. Yeah, you got to graduate <laughs> to a bigger podcast here. I'm not sure what's going on. <laughs> Weird. He's, his por- but his portraits are normal. I mean, they're, they're headshots. There's nothing abnormal about them. They're headshots of people looking into a camera. I don't know what it is about them. I don't know if it's the lens. I don't know if it's the way he's framing them or the way he's maybe cropped them. I don't know what his his workflow is, but I think they do. They all have this very same look. The zine is very uniform as well, as far as like the the tonality of it. It looks all a piece. You can get the zine from him at or underscore sax. We'll have it in the show notes. There's also a link to his Etsy shop. He's going to kill us all with his good photography by the zine. If you'd like to support our podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash lens. We've got bonus episodes, full-length interviews, and a growing number of Things. And we know that things can be pretty tight right now with all of us. I know it is on our end. So if you need to pause your Patreon account, we absolutely understand. There's no hard feelings. You know, we are all in this together. For those who can support us, God, we we really do thank you. With your support, we've been recently able to purchase a mixer for Vanya and <gasps> a new mic stand for Vanya and some patch cables. And this is this is wonderful for Vanya, obviously, but it really helps me out as well in editing. And it will it'll cut Vanya's background noise, and it'll raise her levels, and it will I'll finally be able to EQ her maybe maybe properly. So if it's, she sounds a tiny little bit better, and hopefully she does. That is I on, hope so. That is on you guys. Thank you so so much. Yeah, you guys should see my desk now. It's ridiculous. I look soups profesh. <laughs> So our featured patron <laughs> this episode is it's it's Robert Burton. <laughs> it's Elgato Magnifico. We he somehow manages to sneak on every single episode. He's he on does. this more than you are, I think, Vanya. So 
I don't, I don't know what more we can say about his work. If you haven't picked up any of his his zines, please do. They're different in the same way that Alex's and Orr's were very different and in their own in their own places. Roberts has staked out a, a place for himself in the zine world that I, I don't. Think I mean, so. if I would produce a series of zines that he did, I would be intimidated to do another one because I feel that I wouldn't be able to match that level. I think he can do it because he is on that level. He's fucking good. Yeah, he's doing good work. Okay, so we didn't actually talk about our next question. We did, because we didn't have any new guests on. So what is our new question? Film photography hacks. What's your favorite way to save money when it comes to film photography? It's a simple question. It can really help. I can think of a number of hacks that I do that aren't really hacks at this point. It's just how I do things. So. Well, yeah. I mean, we have to be savvy these days. And, and honestly, if you want to continue shooting film, you, you know, there are some things that you can do to uh, continue to do that. So it would be really awesome if you guys answer that. I'm sure there's some pretty unique things that people do, and I look forward to hearing them. A couple of episodes ago, we talked about Julia Toole, the woman who photographed Native Americans in the early 1900s. Most of the information came from a book, Women and Warriors of the Plains by Dan Adland. Yeah, we found ourselves with an extra copy of the paperback version of this. And I think that's because I, maybe I got a, a little too carried away in ordering books for Vanya again. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm... No, I'm not sorry. And so... I mean, no, it's great. I, I mean... I have so many books right now. You are lucky. Nobody should complain about the number of books they have. But we have an extra paperback version of this, and we would like to give it away. But we're not going to do some weird giveaway where you tag like a friend, and you tag another friend, and they tag a friend, and it's this weird thing. I don't know what that's all about. I don't do those. But if you want it, it is yours. If, and only if, you can answer this question. Julia lived on and photographed a few Indian reservations. Name two of them. Just DM us on Instagram at allthroughlens.podcast and let us know. The first person to get the answer right, we'll send the book to you. Just send us her address. And this would be for uh, US. Eh, who cares? I'll send it anywhere. <laughs> okay. And- <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'll send it. I mean, it might take a while because U.S. Postal Service is going through a bit of a hardship right now, but we will send it. I will send it, I promise. They're having a moment, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess that's all the podcast we've got for you today. End of the year, Vanya, any any quick thoughts for the end of the year? Yes. If you'd like to contact us, we're at allthroughalens.podcast on Instagram. By email, it's allthroughalens.podcast at gmail. And we're all through a lens on Twitter. Vanya is at surfmartian. And Eric is at conspiracy.of.cartographers. Both on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, make sure to hashtag yourself, hashtag allthroughalenspodcast to be featured. We also do a Spotify playlist for each episode, so check those out and see what we're listening to. Just search All Through a Lens. And you can find our episodes on Spotify, as well as on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, there's a few others, and like literally wherever you can find and 
and literally wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe to us and leave us a review. The music you're hearing now is from Last Regiment of Syncopated Drummers, which you can find at lastregiment.com. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope you're, well, I hope the next year is a, a better year than this. We love you. See you in a couple of weeks. Um, Fanya? Yes? Even through all this COVID stuff, do you still want to go out and shoot? Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> but also, I'm just like, what the fuck? That's some like, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of want to get in. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> okay.